0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today's episode is the very first Pop Culture Club episode of 2022. We are talking about our picks for each other a little later in the episode. But first, I have some very exciting news for me. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Immediately after the recording of last week's episode, we dug into could we just be Megan and Wendy on Instagram? And guess what? We can and we are. That's uh, no more LSS friends. I'm excited. I don't even know why we had LSS. It wasn't available at the time when there was we like created it. Megan and Wendy out there, evidently, somewhere. and they mm-hmm. have they have realized <laughs> there can be only one. That's right, only one. So we're Megan and Wendy everywhere: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Is Facebook. That, really? Yes. That's exciting news. Isn't that great? Yeah. Happy for me. You can also find us on Facebook. Our Facebook group is long story shorties. Do we need to change that? Well, no, our Facebook page is Megan and Wendy. That's fine. Yes. Long I don't story want a shorties. Facebook group called Megan and Wendy. Yeah. That would be weird. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can also email us at Megan at gmail.com. And I am shocked after Megan's breakdown last week, crying guys. You know, what? I didn't even mention this either. I had a talk with my husband about it. About me? Yes, because he listens to the podcast. And I was like... He's like, is she okay? He's like, "He's like, that was uncomfortable oh, to listen no. to. And I go, dude, I go, Megan wouldn't even look at me in the <laughs> eyes when it was <laughs> happening. No. So true. Um, no emails about that. But Megan did tell me this morning she got some... We got some DMs like, are you okay? I'm fine, guys. Yeah. They were good tears. Were they... I mean, the whole point was I'm good now, (laughs) Uh, but I've just been rattled with that conversation for a whole week now. Here's what I didn't say on that episode that occurred to me later. If I don't want someone to know that I'm not okay, you're not going to know that I'm not okay. I know, but am I your closest friend? Yes. Then you need to tell me you're not okay. I know, but sometimes I don't want to. Okay. All right. I get it. I feel in hindsight like you handled it pretty damn well. Well, and also, that was a time we were not seeing each other. So, all of our communication was via text. Yeah. And we saw each other like three times in 2020, 10 feet apart on a driveway. So, it wasn't, there was no opportunity to know. It, it makes me feel like a terrible person that no, I was no, because like, when I brought it up, there, it was handled. But mostly I just want to be like, hey, this is what's happening, and I never want to talk about it again. Yeah. Well, I get that because, like, when I had cancer, I remember being like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But I was, like, slowly crumbling inside. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to make, like, everybody else feel fine around me. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Okay. But I'm not going to tolerate that shit in the future. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I talked to Wendy at gmail.com. What's my next thing? Oh, I have an apology. (laughs) You guys, oh, so... On Tuesdays, when this episode comes out, I always listen to it Mm -hmm. because I just think it's entertaining and to listen to myself, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) And all I could hear in last week's episode was this. (sighs) So I want to apologize for the heavy mouth breathing that I did during that episode. We're recording in person. And so when Megan's talking, I'm listening and my face is right up against this microphone. So now I'm going to just like either hold my breath or <laughs> ease, back. ease back. I didn't notice it for what it's worth. <laughs> so apologies. I'm going to move into something and I feel like a super failure. Okay. I'm failing at my high five challenge. Okay. You know how I was like taking pictures of myself every day. Yeah. Like the last one I did might've been like January 7th. Okay. And I just feel like I'm, um, drowning in regular life right now that like, I can't even like every morning when I get up, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get ready. i are going to get out of the house. gonna, You know, like there's no moment to be like, you're killing the game, Wendy. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm drowning. Do you feel like you don't deserve the high five? That's a good question. Cause I would say like immediately my gut reaction is to say, yeah, I don't deserve it. But if I go, look back at the day and be like, oh my God, I packed up my entire house. Yeah. I deserve a high five because I'm doing it. Yeah. Because it's easy to think about the things that you're not doing. Yeah. Like I'm not exercising. I'm not, but that's not the point, right? The point is what are you doing? How can you celebrate you saying the nice things to yourself? So, okay. You feel like you have failed. I feel like you have paused. Let's reframe. Okay. All right. And you can restart. I can't. I can. I'm gonna start texting you in the morning. You're like, "Where's your high five picture?" Check in accountability to me. Oh my god! Like, I'm not even taking that moment to go, "Like, you're doing great, Wendy." Right. So you need to. Didn't you feel good about yourself when you were doing that? I did. But then that 30 seconds for yourself. Totally. But I don't know. It's like I don't feel like I'm doing good things. So Wendy is in the midst of a house renovation. They are completely moving out of their home for a month. So I think you need to acknowledge that life is not your normal life. And okay, I'm you're not doing X, Y, and Z because you have all of these other things on top of what you would normally be doing taking the place. That happens. Okay. I agree with that. But this is where like, um, comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. I see people on Instagram who are living these great easy lives. And why am I not? I know, guys. It's because Instagram is not real. Yeah, I know. But, huh. It's like, I'm wondering, I'm questioning myself, like, how does that person get up and go to Pilates in the morning? Not like I want to go to Pilates, but my point is. Okay, but are they running a business? Are they packing their entire house to move out? Do they have three dogs? Do they have a teenager? (laughs) Do they have all of these other things? Maybe they have someone who comes and cleans their house and someone who walks their dogs or picks up their dog poop. Maybe they have someone who picks up their dry cleaning. Nobody's list is the same. I know. So someone who's prioritizing Pilates, which is great, is not prioritizing something else. But then that makes me question, am I prioritizing the wrong things? But to whom? I don't know. I'm just like this tornado of like mixed emotions right now. No, I get it. And I I get the same way. I get very comparison-y. Mm-hmm. And then I continue to follow those people and they don't make me feel good. Yeah. So then what is the natural, what would you tell me to do? I if I some, was like, this person makes me feel bad about myself, you would say, yeah, well, unfollow. Can, can I unfollow myself? Because <laughs> I think I make myself feel bad about no, myself. No, it's the other people who have these in your mind, perfect lives. I know. But like I told you, it's a tornado of mixed emotions. Like there's that part of it. And then there's this part of it where I just don't feel like I'm like accomplishing any goals that I had babys- set out for myself like this year. I know, but I don't think you took into account the toll that a home renovation and packing up your home and all of that time and choosing paint colors is multiple strips trips to the paint store and putting paint on the wall and letting it dry and discussing it and deciding this doesn't work all of these things take up time you need to get through the next three months that hurt (laughs) i don't want to yeah you're right and then it's going to be like middle of the year and then i'm going to go what the hell did i do this year and then you're like look at my pretty house that i didn't actually do myself I'm so tired of talking about myself. Okay. So I think this is a, um, I wanted to do a quick resolution check-in because that was part of our new year, new you (laughs) podcast episode, the beginning of the year. And I couldn't even remember what my resolutions were. So I had to go back and look at my podcast notes. So we talked hobbies. We're going to come back to that later. I'm leaving that off the table. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do brain games daily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm wordling my little buns off. I wordle every single day. Listen, As soon as you said that, I just had like this excitement fill me going, I still have my Wordle to do today. I get excited too. Sometimes I do it when I'm still laying in bed because I see everyone posting their Wordle scores because we're West Coast. So many people have done theirs, but I really like it when I have it later in the day. And my teenage son does it too. And so we talk about it. Yeah. I got my daughter doing it too. I also found a Brain Games book in our home. I didn't even have to go buy one. So I have a paper one that I keep on my desk and I do it a couple days a week not daily but I'm good with that one of my other goals I wanted to read a more Mm. diverse selection of books because I'm leaning real heavily on the romance light and fluffy beach reads Mm -hmm. and I've been in the historical fiction realm lately oh interesting yeah so I'm very happy about that flossing my little buns off are you still using cocoa floss? God, I hate it so much. But yes, because I <laughs> I paid $20. What? Because I was trying to get to that free shipping threshold. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. I really don't like it. It it I alternate between cocoa floss and my glide my glide floss, because the glide glides and the cocoa floss is like burr, 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 in between my teeth. It's not a pleasant flossing experience, but it feels wasteful to get rid of it. My do my teeth do feel clean, but my gums feel sore after using it. Oh, I understand. Yeah, because I still I told you I had that one. At my I still have it. I, after we had that conversation, I did pull it out and try to use it. And I was like, no. What it makes no. me wonder is, does that mean my Glide floss isn't doing as good of a job since my gums don't hurt after I use it? Mm. I don't know. That's a good question for your dentist. I see this note here. Are you going to just skip right over it? Don't yeah. let micro anxieties fester. Let me give myself a five out of ten on that. Because here's the thing: like we have this drawer in my kitchen that doesn't have a handle on it. Still, still. I went to Home Depot and I purchased the knob, but the screw that it came with doesn't fit. It was too short, and the screw that was on it before it's stripped. Um, no. It, was oddly too big. So then I looked through every screw we have in the house. None of them work. So now I've got to go to Home Depot and find a screw that fits. And that's another step that I have not done. Yeah. I'm sorry. And this is a bad one guys. I'm going to put it out there for accountability. The toilet in my kid's bathroom runs like constantly. Mm -hmm. It needs something replaced. Mm -hmm. So in between uses, we turn the water off. So you don't have to hear it running. We'll or end. you're so we're not enough. wasting gallons and um, gallons and uh, gallons uh, of water. Okay. Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> so you have to turn it on, turn the water on so you can flush it and then turn the water off oh, every goodness. single time you use it. Yeah, no. And my husband went in there the other day and he's like, what's wrong with this thing? Cause I don't, he doesn't ever use that. So I don't think he knew the, <laughs> the program. And it's the middle of the night. I was like, you gotta, you gotta turn the water on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God so that is a major micro anxiety that we have just been living with do you need like a plumber to come out and look at that or do you just need like a new i think you can replace the parts internally yourself although i am worried about doing it that floaty thing it's not the floaty thing it's the thing that goes up and down the flap thing well, ours isn't a flat, but yes, ours is like a tube that goes up and down. Oh, okay. But same thing that allows water to go in. And... So it's like going up, but it's not like sealing when it's it comes correct. back down. And then there's water running all the time. Correct. Got it. Got it. So putting it out there that we live like animals. You do not. Well, you gotta get that shit taken care of. But but today is January thirty first. As we we're recording this, my car is clean. Mm-hmm. My purse is clean. My closet is still clean. My desk is clear. She's got her big ass list of oh, things. Oh, my to-do list every <laughs> single week. I like make my husband acknowledge how nice things look at least once a week. So I give myself a, a B. I give you a high five. <laughs> That's right. See, I should, I should Good job. take on the high five habit. I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, here's a segue you weren't ready for. Look how bad my nails look. Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. From here, they look fine. They look fine. But look at these thumbs, man. They're the worst. What what is bothering you about the thumbs? Yes. Okay. So I have, like, these thumbs, like, split down the middle, like, vertically. Both of them do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. I had read some time ago that, like, I could have experienced, like, trauma to these thumbs. Yeah. And they're just not healed or... I don't know. They're very thin and brittle. So, like, these... It breaks on those like splits all the time. And they just look like they're so gross looking. Okay, First of all, Wendy had to shove them in my face for me to even notice. (laughs) Second of all, this feels like a very solvable problem. Tell me how. Because a few weeks ago I posted (laughs) in our shorties group, I was like, I have a root bound plant and I don't know what to do with it. And I know the solvable problem is just to get a new bucket or whatever for it. I just and I'm it's hard for me. I'm like, I'm wrapped up in this problem. I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. The the reason I brought up the plant is because yes, like I felt like an idiot after I posted it because somebody's like, just go to the plant store and get a bigger pot for it. Right. Which like, yeah, no duh. But if your nails are making you feel bad, why don't you go get your nails done? Because I don't want to one get talked into You need to do this, or you need to do that, like a dip, or an acrylic, or this, or that, or whatever, right? Be strong! Two! No, thank you! Two! I... Just don't want to like pay money for that right now. Okay, well, this is also continues to be a solvable problem. A, I have nine hundred gel nail polish colors upstairs. I also have boxes of fake nails you can slap on there, so you don't have to look at them. <laughs> That's probably what I should do. They're just so sad looking. Okay, this is not, this is not to say that I don't understand this because I have sitting in my photo drafts for Instagram a photo from last week when I had just done my nails. Mm-hmm took a photo of my manicure, a nail fee, if you will. Uh And, um, (laughs) when I have those photos sitting in drafts, I kind of go through my day thinking about captions for them. I was thinking like having my nails done takes me like 80% of the way to feeling like I have my SHIT together. Uh huh. So I get it. Like when my nails are done, I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a powerful woman. My life is under control. So I understand, but I do feel like this is a solvable problem. I know. I just can't. I don't know. I'm just stuck. I do think like if you put polish on them, you'd feel better about them. Pop a red aspen Uh, nail dash on there. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just a mess right now. You're not a mess. I just think it's one of those things you need to talk through. What is the solution to this problem? And now there is a solution and now it's on you. (laughs) and now i won't do anything i have solved your problem what are you going to do about it isn't that so helpful zero thank you thank you very much all right we're going to take a quick break and come right back to talk pop culture club So, Pop Culture Club is new to us in 2022. The idea is that Wendy will assign me something to watch, and I will assign Wendy a book to read slash listen to, and not only are we going to discuss our thoughts on January's assignments, we're going to give each other February's assignments, and then we're going to do a little bit of a little pop culture roundup in our lives. All right. I'm so so excited. Me too. Do you want to start? You you would like my review of The Flat Share? I do. Okay, so Megan assigned me The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary, and I listened to it because that's how I consume my books. Yeah. I actually, while listening to this book, wish that I would have read it instead because I didn't like the readers on oh, Audible. I don't like that. Ruins it. Yeah, that kind of bummed me out. So okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give a little synopsis of what the book was. Yeah. About and then what I liked and what I wish for and my rating. So from the editor, this is a joyful, quirky, romantic comedy by Beth O'Leary. A feel-good novel about finding love in the most unexpected ways. Tiffy and Leon share an apartment they've never met. After Tiffy has a bad breakup, she needs a place to live. And they end up sharing a flat, an apartment, but... Leon has it during the days and Tiffy has it weeknights and weekends. And then, you know, like they fall in love. This is what I liked about it. Mm -hmm. I liked, especially when Tiffy and Leon would write notes to each other, little Mm -hmm. post-it notes. And I was like, that was like really sweet. She would bake for him and leave him stuff. He would leave her like dinner and they hadn't met. And it was like really sweet how their like friendship developed during that way. I wish the whole book was about that. Like, I could have just listened to, like, entire, like, post-it notes, the entire book. Oh, yeah. I didn't love the story of, I think his name was Justin, the ex-boyfriend that, like, treated Tiffy really terribly. Yes. And it wasn't great, but I thought it was relevant to the story. I just needed more of that, like, at the beginning. I needed to know, like, why Tiffy was so desperate to, like, find an apartment with somebody. And yes, That was a slow rollout. Slow rollout. And that bothered you? Very slow. Very slow. This book was very slow. Finally, the things I wished for, I hated all the subplots. The crocheting, the brother in prison, the dying girl. I hated all of it. The Johnny White, like, looking for... I was like, what the hell is a Johnny White? Then I had to re-listen to chapters, like, what the heck is happening? Anyway, I wish that Leon didn't, like, totally sexualize Tiffy all the time. You know, I like, I like hot, steamy stuff in books, but he was like, as soon as he met her, he was like, had a boner when he saw her in the shower <laughs> or something like that. I was like, made me super uncomfortable. Okay. I wish that it was more about, like... Their experience like sharing the apartment. Like, it was just like, this book is called The Flat Share. Yeah. But it has like nothing to do with that. Yes. So it wasn't what I expected. I give it two stars. Two out of five. Yeah. So, Sorry. No, that's okay. What it's interesting because I was nervous choosing like a romance book. So I thought picking one, this one has like a, you think, oh, it's sweet and they share an apartment, but bam, like, scary domestic violence stuff happening. So it had a little more depth, but I am sad to hear that it was only two out of five stars. The domestic violence stuff. Like I wish that would have come earlier. Like, I just feel like that could have been like a much bigger part of the story. I feel like, yeah, I get it. Well, on an entirely different note, Wendy assigned me Vanderpump rules season one. And if you can believe it, I've never seen an episode of Vanderpump rules ever. So I watched all eight episodes did you watch the reunions too or no? I watched the reunion. I fast forwarded through a lot of it. Because mm-hmm. the reunion, I got to tell you, was not that exciting. I Not in season one. No, I there wasn't a whole so lot better. of like oh, scandalous yeah. moments. But yeah. I do have some thoughts on Vanderpump Rules that I would like to share. First, it took me uh, all eight episodes to be able to tell Katie and Kristen apart. The two brunettes. <laughs> oh and the God. reason for that is in season one... They are Stasi's friends. They do not have their own storylines. Kristen has a little bit because of her relationship, but they are like her backup dancers. Yeah. They exist to support Stasi's storyline. They do not exist on their own in this show yet. I feel like that's changing because I looked up, I like Katie. I don't, I like... Kristen's crazy. Okay, I, I like Katie, and so I looked her up on Instagram, and it appears she's still on the show. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, I, she gets... more happens with her. Mm-hmm. But... It took me a long time to was like, which one is that? <laughs> Stassi says over and over and over, over and over and over. I'm 23 years old, I shouldn't have to do this. I'm 23 years old. You are a baby! She says it if she's like, I'm 42 years old and I shouldn't be... Like, <laughs> you're barely out of the womb at 23. And she just is like... I'm this full grown adult woman and I should not be dealing with your crap, Jack. Now agreed. She should not be dealing with his crap. He wasn't 40. 32 at the time. Yeah. But it just made me laugh. Oh, there's one funny moment Stassi and Jacks get in a fight at a party and she's like it's okay I'll call a cab and I was like whoa <laughs> pre-uber pre-uber right <laughs> the show is old another thing that dates the show is Stassi in many many scenes has a very 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 deep side part uh-huh. and I went to look on her Instagram and like it's all it's all middle part now she does have a middle part at some points during the show her she has a lot of hairstyle she's got great hair mm-hmm. but like there's a point where her side part is so deep I'm like oh this is this is a 2012 tv show yeah it makes me really uncomfortable when they're at work and they go outside to have conversations. I'm like, "You're at work. Go back to work." How in, long are in you in the s- back alley? Yes. Yeah. Or like down a hallway, like, "How long are you s- or in some back room that apparently nobody is seated in?" They just like sit at these tables. I am a rule follower so the idea that they're just like, "Hey, let's go have this conversation." It's the middle of the work shift. Someone's got to need drinks or <laughs> bread or something. Bread. <laughs> time i'm like are they just being called into work to film and not actually working half the time that's what i wonder not until the later seasons yeah you can definitely tell yeah that they're just there yeah season one they're definitely working there so i was like go back to work oh my gosh that's so funny i have watched a few seasons of Beverly Hills, Housewives. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've seen Lisa Vanderpump there. I've not watched every season. I don't know her whole story. But what I really like is the seasons that I've seen of Housewives, she's a real minor player. Like, she doesn't have a lot going on. It's like her and her dogs and Ken, and they just kind of fade into the background. And Mm -hmm. she kind of, like, pumps Kyle up every now and then. I know she's not on the show anymore. But... I liked that she was a major player in this, and I don't know if that continues, but I liked seeing her be a boss. I liked seeing her run this business and to know what she's doing and to talk to these people like, I don't really care what's going on in your life. You need to come in here and work. Or when they go to Vegas and they're gonna fight in a restaurant, and she's like, that makes me look bad. To see her being the boss and being in charge and having this greater role other than this super wealthy woman who has purse dogs. Mm-hmm. I liked that <laughs> purse dogs. Oh my she God. Does. I know. I just want to talk about like how old the show is They're They're at a bar in the grove at the Grove. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the scene where like, she leaves and she's like, I'm going to get a cab, but they're at the Grove and they're at, I think it's mixology, which is above Dylan's candy bar. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Dylan's candy bar wasn't even open yet, which is catty-corner to American Girl. We've been there before. Well, that like that's bigger part of the Grove didn't even exist. Yes. Like hadn't been built out yet. Yes, it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's just weird to see these places. Look, I watch Vanderpump Rules all the time. It's like my number one favorite reality drama show. I'm mid-season watch right now. I've seen it a million times over. I have one more note though. Okay. Oh, I'm, okay. Okay, you guys. I'm scared. First of all, Jax, he's a gross human, okay? (sighs) Frank is a douche too. I don't like Frank, okay? He wins no points for me. I did not enjoy him. But Jax is like a predator because he and Stassi break up and he goes for the easiest prey, which is Laura Lee, Mm -hmm. who he knows, he knows has issues. Lisa Vanderpump herself says to him, please be careful with her. He's like, I know, I got it, I got it. And then he like uses her and then goes, yeah, I don't think we should do this. And of course she breaks down. Of course she does. Because you had led her to believe she was... The new Stassi. What do you think about that scene where she confronts him at the bar and she's like, well, that was messy. I'm like, you're at work. I get why you're mad, but you're at work and there's customers here. Yes, don't like, please say don't, don't do that. And then she like brings them into their argument. Uh-huh. I didn't enjoy that at all. You have to watch it. Season two is like the best. And I, I enjoy Stassi. Oh boy. <laughs> A lot of people are going to have thoughts about that. Okay. So uh, I did want to say this. As I was watching and I was like, oh, didn't Stassi get canceled for something? I could totally see her doing whatever she's accused of doing. Because Stassi is kind of a mean girl. hmm And if she made some, like, she got someone fired by lying and saying they did something and that person was a person of color is the gist of it. Is that on the show? No. Okay. No. I don't know what to think about someone like a Stassi Schroeder or a Chris Harrison who's asked to leave or leaves because the writing is on the wall. Is there room for that person to actually, quote, do the work and come back? Because Stassi had a podcast before this, yes? And then she like lost all of her advertisers and now she has a podcast on Patreon, is my understanding. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what my thoughts are on that, but I was just thinking, obviously there should be consequences. But at what point are we going to say like, hey, can you be a better person and come back otherwise what's the point Mm -hmm. what's the point in trying to be a better person Uh, well i was a terrible human and i'm going to be a terrible human forever i i absolutely agree with that and i two people come to mind think about like martha stewart who did something terrible she lost a lot of stuff about you know lost a lot of like money and deals and went to jail right are we never to like Isn't she allowed to have her redemption story? I think she has. I don't want to say like, oh, the pretty white girl should be able to come back into society. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I think there's a bigger conversation to be had and I don't know the answer. But when we have these people who are like, well, you're done now. What motivation is there for them to attempt to figure it out? Yes, your actions have consequences. But then what comes next? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Good question. But I was thinking about it. That said, you want to dive into some other pop culture stuff we've been consuming? Sure. Let's start with watching. Okay. Have you heard of a show called Pivoting? I've seen it advertised. I have not watched it. It's a like network television show. A- it, it is? Yeah it's on Fox and it's the story of three women whose best friend has passed away she had cancer and they're all kind of in these like it's a comedy but they're Uh all kind of in these like mild midlife crises Uh like one is in a bad marriage and she's kind of falling for her trainer and another is a little bit of a workaholic but she's trying to spend more time with her kids but she's really bad at it and one was this uh workaholic doctor who's like I'm quitting and goes to work at a grocery store there's only been three or four episodes I've seen them all It has a good cast. Jennifer Goodwin's on it. Uh Uh-huh. Eliza Coop. Oh, she was on Happy Endings. Yeah, she's the blonde, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And Maggie Q. She's done a lot of, like, NCIS type. It's entertaining. It's a nice bedtime show because... It's like 25 minutes and you don't really have to pay that close of attention. And it's very easy and relaxing Is to watch. Is it like canned laughter? <laughs> They're big jokes and stuff like that. I mean, there's no laugh track. Okay. All right. Good. I hate shows with laugh tracks. Me too. I hate them. Uh, would I like this show? You might. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a 22-minute investment to watch the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are women at our stage of life. Yeah. But it's not painful to watch. Okay. I'm going to check that out. I have a show called Schmigadoon. <laughs> it's on... Apple TV Plus. I had heard it advertised. It's basically the story of this couple. It's Keegan-Michael Key and Cecily Strong. It also stars Dove Cameron. Really? Dove Cameron from yeah. uh, she, Live and Maddie. Live and Maddie. <laughs> live and Maddie. That's <laughs> the what... Descendants. Yes, yes, yes. So this couple, played by Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key, are on this couple's sh- retreat. They're having... M- trouble in their relationship they're uh-huh. not married but they've been together for a long time and they're hiking and they kind of stumble into this town that is basically a 1930s musical oh and they can't get out and so there's all these classic musical scenes and oh. then, i mean it's very silly Uh-huh. but again it's a good nighttime take your mind off the world keegan michael key is very funny He's so funny and cecily strong i don't think i had seen her in anything else but She's i l- saturday night live right Well, here's a picture of her with Pete Davidson. So probably, yes, she was hired for SNL while doing improv. And I never watched SNL. What? I know, I should. Did you see the Peyton Manning skit? I did. (laughs) His Weekend updates skit with Emily in Paris? Yes, I did. Shockingly funny. It was really funny. And I kept saying to my husband, like, look how red his face is getting. He was, like, (laughs) just so into it. (laughs) I could see how some people would be like, this is over the top. Like, Dove Cameron plays this, like... Real sweetish sugar waitress and they've got like the mayor's wife who's burning the books and she's like well you two couldn't possibly stay together because you're unmarried i wonder if i would like that i think it might. i don't have a lot of tolerance for goofy it walks the line okay and the final thing is i am one episode from the finale of cheer and that's a real bummer of a show i gotta say right i hated season two i don't even care who wins they didn't get to go to daytona does 2021 happen yeah i don't even care who wins although i kind of am not rooting for navarro mm. and uh, it's just a bummer like you said it's messy at the end of season one we were rooting for these people they had their challenges but this cheer program is so good for them and now i'm like this cheer program is not good for anybody it's so weird how like the um like social media influencer role like Mm -hmm. kind of like grabs on to these like cheerleaders mm-hmm. basically who had this one season of a reality show and now they're like making side money and have other deals they need to like do beyond just being a cheerleader for this college yeah i'm a i'm a big fan of the tvcc crew though me too and i really like that coach of the that team Vonte? yeah i even like the assistant coach who's like the coach beard lookalike yes 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 I enjoy them. My problem with that whole season, it was such a mess because of 2020. Right. Because of the whole, like, it just gets, um, the timeline is so messed up because of 2020. Mm -hmm. And then you'll even see, like, what's the coach's name at Navarro? Monica. Monica's assistant is gone in the second part of the season. Oh. Have you noticed that guy? And then they hired that new girl that nobody likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, what happened to that guy? So, like, I did some Googling. I don't remember now because I watched this, like, weeks ago. But, like, it's just, like, people leave, come and go. I don't know. It just was a mess. The whole thing was a mess. Well, and that's the weird thing about 2021. We come back. In 2020, when they're preparing for the canceled Daytona, it's all the people that we knew from before. And then... it's junior college. You can only cheer for so long, and I think the sports eligibility might be three years at a junior college, but I, it's very unclear to me because it seems like Gabby has been cheering for them for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand how that works, but it's mostly new people with a few exceptions. So I'm not as bought into the Navarro group when many of our favorites aren't there. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a kind of a mess. I wish that. Cheer would have followed the format of Last Chance You, which is another Netflix show that would follow like a football program at one school, and then, then the next season would be at a different mm. school, or they would do basketball or whatever. Right. So, there have been seasons where they'll do like two seasons at one school, so you can kind of see like where people go because you know we become invested in yeah. like, what's going to happen to these people. But I wish. Like, I'm not interested in Navarro chair anymore, or those people. I, Not those people, but... Well, and the problem is, is, like, we got invested in those athletes, and now, especially, they're all gone. Right. So I do think maybe... I'm not invested in Monica enough to watch another season. I love cheerleading. I would watch those NCAA God, cheer competitions on love ESPN, I would totally watch that. So I would absolutely watch this show at another school. We want more cheer just from I another I want more cheer just from another school. Okay, let me talk about my what I'm watching. Yeah. Last week I told you I was watching a movie called The Fallout on HBO. Yeah. HBO Max. And I told you that like I hadn't made it all the way through. Uh, when we had met and I was disappointed about a scene that I thought like, wasn't necessary, but I went back and I finished watching the movie and damn, it's good. Remind me what it's about. It's about two high school girls. Oh, that's who right. Who get caught in a bathroom during a school shooting. Yes. They become friends. They have this shared experience and a bond is created and it's about their like relationship, friendship post School shooting and how they cope with life. It's a hard watch, especially as parents of teenagers. teenagers who are at school, you know, and like where we're at. It's it was hard. It was real hard, but it was really good. I might watch it. You should watch it. I, I almost thought about watching it with my 14 year old daughter. But then I was like, yeah, does she need to know? the reality of this or is this she unfazed by it because this is something that they've been dealing with for years and years and years or i don't know it was heavy on my heart Mm -hmm. in a complete 180 next level chef on fox (laughs) (laughs) It's a Gordon Ramsay, like reality competition show. Yeah. And it has these two other chefs on it. Richard Blaze is one of them who I love dearly. Love him from Top Chef days. And another chef named Nisha Arrington, who I love so much. Like I've never heard of her before this show, but... She is like a cheerleader. Like, I want this lady on my team. Like, she is like, cook with intention. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, it's a little bit woo-woo, but I just love her because she's like, figure it out. She is like the coach you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the the premise is so ridiculous. They have like three different levels. Like they have a, like a top of the line kitchen they cook in, a mid-level, and then like a basement kitchen that has like hardly any working. Oh. And so they're basically showing like how you can be a chef in any situation, a great next level chef. And if I had a dime for every time they say next level in this show, I would be a rich woman because I get it. That's the name of the show. I got it. But- so good. I love to watch cooking competitions. It sounds ridiculous, I know, but it's really good. And then they like judge all the food at the end and they're like, oh, this hamburger is next level. It's just good. I just love it. I love it. We started the new season of Ozark. Mm -hmm. Do you watch that show? No, I watched one episode and I was like, I can't do it. Oh, it's so good. But I'm telling you, if you guys are watching this show, please email me and tell me if you agree that... Wendy Bird is the most evil character on television today. She's played by Laura Linney, who is a fabulous actress. You don't even know who I'm talking about. I know Laura Linney. She plays Jason Bateman's wife. Yes, and she is downright dirty. It gave me Breaking Bad vibes the first time I watched it. A little bit. Which was too stressful for me to finish. <laughs> it's just good. And like Jason Bateman is so, so good in it. It's, it's such a great show. And I'm sad because this is the first part of the last season. Oh. So it's going to go bye-bye after this. I'll talk about another dark show, Euphoria. So good. So, so good. Can't do it. I know you can't do it. It's it, it's very dark. There's so many drugs in it. But Zendaya is so good. There's a girl named Sydney Sweeney who's on it, who plays Cassie, is just really having a moment this season. She's so good. It's just good. It's good and sad and gross and ugly and dark. And yeah, but I love it. Any Euphoria fans out there? I got got Schmigadoo and Wendy's got Euphoria. (laughs) Megan's looking at me like, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to watch that. Okay, let me ask you a question about a show you might watch. There's a Tommy and Pam movie. I don't know if it's a movie or a series, but it's coming out on Hulu February 2nd. Yeah, I'll watch that. Definitely watching it. Talk about a mess. I'll watch that. Definitely watching it. Let's move on to reading. What are you reading? I read nine books this month. Oh and my God, I hate you. My top two. First is The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna, which is historical fiction. And it takes place during the Depression and the Dust Bowl, and it covers like there was a huge migration to California for work, especially from like these ravaged Texas and Oklahoma farms where there was a major drought and they could not make any money and they were treated terribly. And I didn't really realize that had happened it's a really good book. But the thing to know about Kristen Hannah is she doesn't write happy endings. I mean, uh, there's a little bit of hope at the end, but she's not it's it's not a romance, it's not a happily ever after. And that was so the world I was in and I'm like 10% to the end of this book and my brain's doing that like, <laughs> "Oh, how could we possibly get like a satisfactory ending to the book?" And then I remembered who I was reading. It's not a it's not a happy tale. It's a it's a life and the depression was hard. Yeah. But it's a great book. I really liked it. When are we going to get, like, Life in the Pandemic is Hard books? Are those coming out? You should read. (laughs) Wish You Were Here. It's the first COVID novel I've read. There's a couple that have come out. It's by Jodi Picoult. It's definitely a COVID book. It's not so much, like, Life in COVID is Hard, but it is the one COVID novel I've read so far, and I was like, I'm not sure I'm ready for this, but it was great. And it has the classic Jodi Picoult twist, and... Yeah. And one of the things she talked about is like it was written at a super fast pace because it came out like October 2021. Oh wow. And the other thing she says in the afterword of the book is like the she read a bunch of romance novels like early in the pandemic when she couldn't focus on anything. I was like, You're my you're my person. That's (laughs) like really that's what I turned to also. Speaking of, the next of my top two books this month is The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Yes, this is a romance. It's about a uh, woman scientist, well, and it's a fake dating romance. Oh, and it's it's great, and it's one of those books. I'm like, oh, it's not going to be like like a see me book, and then all of a sudden you get halfway through and you're like, whoa! Oh, so it was fun. It was a, it was a nice little. I've seen that book all over Instagram. Like people are loving that book. It was a fun read. Well, you know, I I read one book this month and that was the book you assigned to me. I also just downloaded Midlife Bites by author Jen Mann. Me too. Did you? I'm super excited to listen to it. We're gonna have her on the show in the coming months but I'm in midlife. Me too. And I think it bites so me I'm too. excited to find my people who agree. What are you listening to? I'm listening to a podcast called America's Girls. It's an eight episode podcast about the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. I am only a couple episodes in, but but like what? What are we talking? Like history, the of history, it? like the oh, okay. creation of it and mm-hmm. how they became so sensational. I'm still pretty early on the podcast, but one of the things in the teaser, they're like, we'll talk scandal. And the episode I'm listening to, it's called all that glitters and they talk about how like they were on the Donnie and Marie show and they were, on they sold millions of posters and all of these things, but they were getting paid $14 for a game and they had to work full-time jobs, but then oh, they would gosh. have to go to rehearsal all night and then go to games all weekend. And then they would like beg for the opportunity to do appearances because they would make two to $300. And that was like such good money. The other crazy thing in this episode is that, like, there's talk of, like, stalkers and how Ooh. one woman would get, like, a phone call every single night when she got into bed that was like, goodnight, Jane. Like, oh every single time God. she got in bed. Chills, That's right? terrifying. When she says, like, to this day, I don't know how this person knew that I was getting in bed at that time. That is so creepy. Okay, so who's the host of this show? Um, it's done by Texas Monthly, which is maybe a magazine. I don't actually know. Uh-huh. Do they have real-life um, yeah. interviews with former Tons of them. DCC? Tons of them. Oh, very cool. I'm going to have yeah. to listen to that. So I'm a big fan of present-day DCC. I am aware that it is problematic. The host is Sarah Hepola. Okay. I'm listening to Calm Down with Erin and Carissa, which is kind of in lane with yours. Uh Erin Andrews is a sideline sports. Oh, yes, reporter. I know who Erin Andrews is. She used to be on Dancing with the Stars as a co-host on that show. Carissa, and I can't remember her last name right now, she is also a sports reporter as well. And right now, during football season, they like basically like recap their weekends, like how crazy they are, like flying off to like, uh. you know, different like cities and whatever. And then like during the regular rest of the you know, non-football season. They just talk about like regular stuff like we do. Oh. But I just love them because I love Erin Andrew- Andrews. I'm like s- such a fan of hers for some, I don't know why she's pretty and she's smart and I like to listen to her. Yeah. And like you get a real like raw unfiltered version of her on the podcast, which is really nice compared to like what you see on network TV from right. her. So I just like it a lot. Yay, that was a good list. That was a good list. So before we wrap up, let's do our february pop culture club assignments i'm gonna go first okay and i gotta tell you guys like she kind of asked for this one i did kind of ask for this one and that's okay because it's one of my favorite movies of all time from 2010 the town starring ben affleck blake lively john Hamm, jeremy renner That's a great cast. It's an excellent cast. And Blake Lively is so good in this role. So Wendy has mentioned this movie uh, at least 10 times on this podcast. (laughs) And it's on Netflix now. I actually saw it It the other day. Just recently. Yeah. And so I said, you should make me watch that because that's your favorite movie ever. And I've never seen it. It's just so good. It's about bank robberies. I don't know. I don't know why I like it. It's just as good. And Ben Affleck is so good in it. Wendy's a big Ben Affleck fan. Sorry. I know he's problematic too, but. Aren't they all? He's nice to look at so this is actually the book i should have assigned you this month and like two days into january i was like oh you made a mistake i did love the flat share i'm sorry you didn't like it the book that i am assigning you for february and it is in the same genre but stick with me it is the idea of you by robin lee okay and the idea of you has been called harry styles fanfic it is not officially it was not written with him necessarily in mind but um it is the story of an older woman and a younger man who is this boy band megastar and their relationship <laughs> oh god they're actually together and it's <laughs> very hot and steamy Oh no! and it also is the kind of book that has made me both wish desperately that there was a sequel and also never want one because I feel like it might ruin it. Mm. I'm in a Facebook group for this book where everybody in the Facebook group is like, I don't know what to do now. I've read this book. I can't read anything else. So that is how I feel about this book. Like when you read it, you feel bereft afterwards. Like how, how could I read another book? I want to go back into this book. So I'm handing you this book. <laughs> I'm very excited. I will say I have heard mixed reviews of of the audiobook okay and it is read by the author and the book's great but authors aren't necessarily voice actors uh-huh. so just something to consider i know you're a listener but okay i don't know i'm gonna have to decide you might have to try it try a sample and see what you think okay that's a good idea and now we're gonna come right back and talk megan and wendy approved It's time for Megan and Wendy Approved, and when I brought out my item, Wendy called me a bad name, because <laughs> she was mad that I had stolen this for my approved item. Well, you should get the credit, because you're the one who sourced them and then gave it to me as a gift. Indeed. So. I have the Tarte Maracuja Juicy Lip. Basically, these are lip glosses in a lip balm form. They're super moisturizing, super comfortable to wear. Some of the colors look really dark and intense, but they're not. They're all just sheer washes of color. Every time I see someone wear one, I, all the colors are great. In front of me right now, I have the color coconut, which is kind of like a warm brownie color. Mm-hmm. Wendy has a bunch of them. They often sell them in like a set of three on QVC. I bought two little two-packs at the holidays and gave one to myself and <laughs> one to Wendy. But um, are they different colors, the two? Or yeah, the... there were four different colors, Okay, and okay. I just split them up because I was like, I oh, do not we need four lip glosses? now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I should have bought two, four-packs, yeah. but mm-hmm. I didn't know that we would like them. They're just great. They're glossy lip balms. What can I say? They're super great. And, of course, when they were on QVC, I texted Megan. I was like, oh, my God, those tart lip glosses are on. You have to get them because it was, like, a really good deal. And they had it even said on there, they're like, well, the host, I mean, I don't know if, how true this is. She's like, I put these on before I go to bed at night. And I was like, why would you waste like color like that? But she says they're like so juicy and hydrating that like they make her lips feel so good. I mean, I would still stick. I would go with the Tatcha overnight. Yeah, I know. It was just kind of a weird selling point. But the, the ones that don't have, I have one that has basically no color in it. I could, oh. I mean, that would... It would certainly work as a lip balm. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy too is the two that you gave me, I thought for sure I was going to get dupes of them in the three that I ordered or the three pack that I ordered. And no. So I have five different colors, which I'm so excited. I also have something for your lips, but it can be used on your face or anywhere else. My daughter was struggling with like really bad dry lips. And we went to the dermatologist and she's like, stop using everything. And get this stuff called Vanna Cream. She's like, You're gonna think it's like an old brand, and I think it is. Um, she's like, You want the ointment. So we got the ointment. My daughter started using it on her lips. It's a great moisturizer balm, basically. Mm-hmm. I tried it, I freaking loved it. I ordered so many, I, I order it in little tubes, I order it in big tubes. I use it everywhere, I use it on my cuticles. When we were in New York and my face would be red and hurting from the cold wind, I slathered that crap on my oh. face at night before I went to bed just because it hurt so bad. It's amazing. It's not made with petroleum. And you can get it over the counter. Over the counter. Target, that's where I bought it the first time. I purchased it on Amazon uh, the last time just because they had. More options in terms of size. Vanna Cream ointment is dimethicone. So that's silicone based. And a lot of people don't like that, right? Well. But it's still petroleum-free, right? It is. Yes, it is petroleum and mineral oil free. Can't win them all. They gotta have something. They gotta have something. I like it. Great. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the podcast. Before you go, we would love it if you leave this podcast a five-star rating and a review. They help us out a lot. It takes just 2 minutes of your time. And um, we'll be back on Thursday with our thoughts on Butler's in Love, the final New Year New Movies movie from the Hallmark channel. Come back for that. Have a great week everybody. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>